Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. So he said, this is the work of God that you believe. So they said, what must we do that we might work the works of God? They're talking about miracles. We want to see God do what only he can do. And Jesus said, when you do the work of believing, that's when God does his work of manifesting. Okay, so what does the work of believing involve? The best, one of the, one of the best scriptures, and different scriptures reveal it. One of the best scriptures that reveal the work of believing is Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. When God spoke to Joshua when he's getting ready to lead the second generation of Hebrews at, upon the death of Moses. Moses dealt with the first generation who never arrived. And so Joshua is now the leader of the second generation of Hebrews. And God is telling them how to turn a failing nation into a succeeding nation. And a nation that never arrived into one that occupies. What do you do? And in one verse, God gives him the prescription for arriving at the fullness of what's been provided. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Prescription number one for arriving at the fullness of what God has provided. For experiencing the fullness. Well, what's the fullness? Everything good. Everything good. Healing, health, peace, prosperity, victory, deliverance. Everything good. Everything good. And he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. How do you experience everything good? The first thing he tells us, he said, you're going to have to deal with your mouth. The work of believing begins in your mouth. When he said, this is the work of God that you believe, the work of God, the work of believing begins with your mouth. It was their mouth that disqualified them from arriving. And it's their mouth that's going to qualify them to arrive. People will say this, well, you're talking about works. You're exactly right. I am talking about works. Well, you know, Jesus paid for everything. God provided everything. We don't have a work to do. Oh, really? Jesus didn't know this because he said, this is the work. Amen. Amen. We do not have to work to earn what's been provided, but we do. Listen, you don't earn your salvation. But once you're saved, works is everything, baby. Works is everything. <laughs> you don't just sit back and hope it's going to dump on you. It's not. You're go- we all have to do the work of believing to lay hold of what freely he provided. Amen. And so the first thing we have to do, this book of the law, Shall not depart out of your mouth. Whether or not we arrive at healing is going to begin with our mouth. Whether or not we arrive at prosperity, it's going to begin with our mouth. That's the first place that we have to be examining what's going on in your mouth. Because that's what disqualified the first generation from arriving. They complained against God, complained against Moses, complained against Aaron, wanted to go back into Egypt time and time again. 
Why? They, never, they didn't change their mouth because they didn't change the way they thought. Amen. So he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. The work of believing begins with our mouth. And notice this, it's a lifestyle of what we're saying. Not moments of having right words, a lifestyle of saying right. Meaning circumstances are not filling our mouths. The word is filling our mouth. Because circumstances are going to fluctuate, but the word never changes. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Well, do you know that when you resist the devil, that's, that's the word in your mouth? When you answer the devil, that's the word in your mouth. Do you know that when you're confessing, that's the word? Don't think that the only way the word is in your mouth is through confessing scriptures. When you say, devil, you take your hands off that. That's the word in your mouth. That when you're calling money, you come. That's the word in your mouth. When you're saying, Father, I worship you. That is the word in your mouth. Worshiping and praising is the word in your mouth. Too many times we just limit it to the thought of confessing the word is the word in our, is the word in our mouth. Amen. Amen. But it's anytime, anytime we're acting in line, speaking in line with the word. That is the word in our mouth. So this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Second prescription for the work of believing, but thou shall meditate therein day and night. What's meditate? See, the word in your mouth deals with the tongue, but meditation is going to deal with your thought life. And it's going to deal with what Pastor Debbie was talking about, your attention. What is your attention on? It doesn't matter that the word is in your mouth when your thoughts are on the wrong thing. And I will say this, if we're around the word of faith camp enough, we can learn proper lingo. We can learn the lingo of faith, but our mind is just off doing whatever our mind used to do. But we've learned the lingo of what to say around fellow believers. Well, I'm believing this and I'm believing that because we've learned. Well, it's good. We should learn it. But the, the lingo needs to be backed up by the right thoughts or it is just lingo. And this is where meditation deals with because meditation is going to take the word you're speaking and drive it down into your spirit. Why must the word be driven into your spirit? Because faith's in your spirit. It's not in your mind. If you're just going to talk out of your mind, there's no faith there. That's why the word has to be lodged in our spirits. It has to be driven down into our spirits. And that only happens through meditation. How come people can speak the word? They sound right. Listen, I'm, I, being in ministry as long as I have, I've been around and everyone at some level who's had some kind of history of being in the church. You can hear people that they say the right words, but their life looks completely different than what they're saying. And if you're not careful, you're going, I'm a head scratcher because I mean, it, they say all the right thing. Then there's something missing. It's called meditation. When somebody is saying the right thing, but nothing of their life looks like what they're saying, it's meditation that's missing. It's not alive in them. It's only in their mouth, but it's not alive in them. In the way they think, in the way they process things. Meditation helps you process everything through the word and not through your feelings. Amen. Meditation does for you what speaking won't do for you. Meditation is going to deal with your thought life. Now, remember what James said. He said, a double-minded man. 
is unstable in all his ways, don't let him think he's going to receive anything of the Lord. Don't let that man think that. It's double-minded to say the right words, but when you're laying in bed, you're thinking something different to yourself. Double-minded. How do you, and listen, we've all had to deal with this. How do we deal with that temptation to think something different than we know is true about the word? Meditation is what deals with it. Amen. Amen. Meditation, you speak the word to yourself. I mean, there was so many times, you know, you can look back and see meditation anchors you. It keeps you from drifting with everything that opposes you. Meditation uh, keeps you consistent and constant. And you, you know someone's faith life by their consistency of life. That when they see you at church, they know what version of you they're going to get. Yeah, that's right. If you don't know what version of somebody you're going to get, they, it's a faith issue. They, they're not anchored in the word. Why are they not? They don't, they don't, the word is not their meditation. So I remember in one, in one of the business deals after Ed went home to be with the Lord and there was one business deal, especially that the devil was just uh, hovering around to try to poke and prod at that thing. He said to me, He said, uh, write a letter to them. And he said, I'm going to send an angel with that letter. I sent a letter and it's like that thing exploded in the negative direction. Because see, we think that when God says something, automatically everything just falls in place, baby. That's what we think. That's what we assume we know how it's going to play out. But when you do what God says, it can play out differently in the natural. Things can escalate. And uh, it, they, it just, they, they went after me tooth and toenail, you know. And I'm driving down the road and I'm holding to the steering wheel with all the assault coming against the mind. And I said, it's the truth and no lie. What God said, it's the truth and no lie. It's the truth and no lie. I don't care what they say. They're lying about it because I know what God said about it. They're the ones lying. What God said is the truth. They will change. They will change. This situation will change. This situation will change. You know, for the next six months, I had to hold to that. What is that? I'm meditating. I'm not just out there preaching and saying it. I'm meditating on that in my thought life while I'm driving down the road in my car. I am calling up what God says and I'm saying it in the face of every feeling, in the face of every poke, in every face of every prod. I'm drawing up what God says and I say, God says this. God says this. God says this. When Stephen and Morgan were endeavoring to get in the home that they're in now, and it looked like it wasn't going to work out. They were in the home, but it looked like that the, the, the people that were selling it wanted the home back because they hadn't closed the sale yet and they wanted the home back. And so they were trying to make them get out, you know. And so Steve was talking about getting, you know, starting to move out. And I said, why are you starting to move out? He said, because they, they're telling me I have to get out by a certain amount of time, certain date, and I don't have the financing yet. I got to get out. I said, wait a minute. What did God say? What did God say? 
He said, well, God said, that's our house. And I said, then we're done talking about packing. All we have to know to arrive at success is, what did God say? What God say? This is what meditation is. It's knowing what God says and not moving off of it in your thought life, not moving off of it in what you play out in your imagination. And it is a work to hold to that, not a hard work, but it's a joyous work. Because now you know what to do with your thought life when everybody else would have fallen apart. You know what to do. It's a joy to know what work you're supposed to be doing. You know, when we have a work day around here, we have a work day before a conference comes and this, this church congregation is so sweet they come because we tell them this is our house. Before company comes, we clean our house and everybody come and clean. Everybody come and clean. It's not right to come and sit in the house and dirty it and not clean it. Everybody come clean. And so we say these things. And so when they come and there's a signed day, Dee Dee, who is our administrator, she has a complete work order. She has everything that needs to be lined out. And the people come and she, they, we say, find Dee Dee, she will assign you. Well, see, then they don't, they don't walk around going, I don't know what to do. I don't, well, and you know, cleaning the same thing four times. No, there's none of that going on because there is an order to the work. There's an order to the work. And it's a joy to work when you go, oh, you go and you, you clean those trees over there. Okay, go do it. Why? Because you know exactly what's expected of you. This is the work of believing. We know what's expected of us. It's not like you got to guess what does God want? What does God want of you to do? and I hope you guess right because if you don't boom the earth is going to open up and you're going down (laughs) no it's a joyous work because he makes it clear what is the work this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you meditate in it day and night you meditate many are meditating in their problems day and night he says meditate in the word day and night listen it's time for miracles and we can't get there by meditating in our obstacles how do we get to miracles? How about us going, going down the road to church and meditating on arms growing out and legs growing out? What about that meditation? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate. You're going to have to know what God say to you what God say to you and you better hold to it hold to it that's all meditation is what is God saying to you listen the word is vast there the word is so broad that you don't have to go to the word and go let me find something to meditate on the Holy Spirit will it will prompt you of what to emphasize what he prompts that's what you're to meditate on don't just pick something random and decide the Holy Spirit will prescribe for you the verse that fits what your life needs. And if he prescribes one verse, don't you go find seven. The devil would love to give you seven verses. He knows the word. He would love to prompt you towards seven verses to get you away from the one the spirit prescribed for you. What did God prompt in your heart? That's what to meditate on. That's what, that's the one to get in your mouth. And have you ever noticed that when you're facing something that the spirit will bring one verse to you one day and that thing is so alive, it stands up on the inside of you. It's like, it's yours. Ah. Everybody else get off my verse. That's my verse, you know? 
You get up the next day and that thing seems almost dead to you. And the Holy Spirit now is prompting you towards something else. Follow him because he is stocking the shelves of your spirit with everything you need. So when he says this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. Let it be spirit prescribed meditations. You say, how do I know what the, the spirit's prescribing for me? Well, if you keep the word in your mouth, you'll be sensitive to the spirit. Amen. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. So notice this miracles begin in our mouth. Miracles. The work of believing begins with what are we saying? Amen. Yeah, We can't arrive. Now remember what Ed said by the Spirit. He said in this last day revival, all fivefold offices operating at full potential power. He said all nine manifestations of the Spirit operating at full potential power. We cannot operate at full potential power when we're not giving an all out effort in doing the work of believing. It's going to cough, and this is why I believe God, is, God said to me, it's time for miracles. What's he saying? It's time to make sure you're doing the work of believing so that the work of God can come to pass. Amen. So, what's the work of God? Believing for our part, our side, of the work of God. There's his side, but our side is we believe and we begin with our mouth. Then we begin, we go on to meditations and really those are done simultaneously. That's how you keep the word in your mouth, your meditations. What are you meditating on? It keeps your mouth filled. And then the third thing he prescribes so that you may observe to do. You may observe to do according to all that's written therein. In other words, do what he says. Just do what he says. You don't have to figure out the doing. Just do what he says. And the spirit will lead you in your doing. Don't just randomly decide what faith act you're going to do to prove you have faith. Listen, you can act and act and act. And it's not acting that gives you faith. And so many act to try to get faith. They try to throw out their medicine because they think they can obligate God to healing them. Or they give a certain amount of money away because if I give that, then God has to. No, no, no. It's not from a place of obligation. It's from a place of being led. And the Spirit will lead you to act in line with your measure of faith. Well, how are you going to get more faith? The first thing, put the word in your mouth. (laughs) Put the word in your mouth. Meditate on it. It will make that word come alive to you. It will, if I could say this, it, it, it turns you into an owner of that word. Yes. To where it's not just some, some random verse to you, but it's yours. I mean, you, you recognize your help and your, your answer in that. Yes. That you may observe to do, yes. to do. I was telling our congregation, this is the illustration that God gave me regarding this. Because the, notice, notice the divine order in your mouth, mm-hmm. in your meditations, then the spirit will direct you in what to do. He's not, the doing doesn't come until you got the word in your mouth because the doing will be fruitless until you're full of the word. When, when will the spirit direct you? When your mouth is full and your meditations are full. 
then you're ready to act. Then you're ready to act. This is why people say that faith stuff doesn't work. It doesn't work for empty people. You have to get the word in your mouth. Then you have to meditate on it. Then your actions hit the target. Spirit-led actions hit the target. This is the work of believing. And God gives you your personal life to practice on so that when we come together, we are already in the habit of saying the right thing, thinking the right thing, and acting in line with the right thing. Amen. Then we get corporate united results. A greater degree, greater manifestations. But this is the example that God gave to me. You can, those old time muskets, and there's a, there was a process. You didn't, they, they, those guys, you know, and you see it in old movies or whatever. They didn't just pick up that gun and go click, 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 click. Because there's nothing coming out, baby. Nothing coming out, just clicking. You know? And so what was the, what was the pattern? They had to, the order was, they had to pour gunpowder in, pour a bullet in, then put a paper wad in there. Right? That is called the word in your mouth. Loading the gun. And then after that, it's not enough to load it. They took a rod and they would pack it down. Why? Accuracy. It doesn't matter that it's loaded and you're going to fire it. If you're, if you're inaccurate in what it hits, it doesn't matter. You wasted, you wasted your load. So they pack it down. And then the third thing is what? Then they fire it. You don't fire it until it's loaded and packed. The word in your mouth is loading the gun. The rod is the meditation. You're packing it down into your spirit, packing it into your thought life, packing it into your attention. You pack it down and you pack it tight. Now, when the spirit says, now, see, they're over there behind that tree. Boom. Why? You only get one shot after that with that musket. It wasn't, it wasn't automatic rifle. It was one shot. What's that mean? You want to make sure that you're firing at the right time at the right thing. So the work of believing is what? Fill our mouth, meditate, fill our thoughts, fill our attention, and then follow the Holy Ghost in how to act. This is the work of believing in Jesus. They said, what must we do that we do the works of God? This is the work of God. You put the word in your mouth, you put the word in your spirit, in your attention, and then you act according to what the spirit leads you to do. Amen. Isn't that how the first miracle really ever happened? that Jesus worked on the earth. What was it at the wedding? I just, I love the dynamic you see between uh, mother and son in this setting because Mary comes over and says, they've run out of wine. Jesus said, what's that got to do with me? You know what she answered him? Nothing. She didn't give him any more answer. He didn't care. She didn't care. She didn't care. I'm, I'm, I'm requesting of you something, you know? And he says, woman, it's not my time. She, didn't, she did not even respond to that. She turns to the servant and says, do what he tells you to do. <laughs> Whatever he saith unto you, do it. What's that mean? I'm telling you to say something to them. <laughs> That's exactly what she did. Whatever he says, you, now he's obligated. Mama obligated him. Whatever he says to you, do it. That's the work of believing. Whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever he says. Whatever.
whatever he's, whatever he says, not whatever you can figure out, whatever he says, not whatever you can calculate, whatever he says, do it. When he says give and you go, I don't have any money. He didn't tell you to calculate. He said give, right? When he says buy that piece of property, I don't have the money for that. I didn't tell you to have the money. I told you to buy it. See, we add to what he says and disqualify and dismiss ourselves from it. The work of believing is just doing what he says. Amen. We're going to be, we're in that flow of miracles. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it. But it's not about us sitting back and waiting. It's about us turning aside and listening and seeing what needs to be done. Us becoming skillful with the word. Amen. We thank you for it, Father. Step in it. Step in it. Step in it. Step into that office. Step into that place ah, and occupy. <laughs> it fits you. You belong there. <laughs> and the blessing of God is in that place. <laughs> ah, we thank you, Father. Ah, <laughs> I don't, I don't, when God says something to me, I want to make sure I don't try to put my interpretation on it. So I won't, but reassigning, there's coming reassignment, but until that time, learn it all that this season holds. Learn it all. (laughs) We thank you for it, Father. We thank you. Well, well, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for more that experience in the Spirit, giving that experience in the things of the Spirit. We thank you. We thank you, Father, for that. We thank you for that. Not as it has been. Nope. Don't just keep doing things like they have been done. Uh, But be open to what the Spirit says. How He directs, the direction He gives. Don't just say, well, this is the way we've always done it. Nope, 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 nope. Lay everything out on the table. Lay everything out and say, Father, if you redirect it this way, we'll go this way. If you want it defined this way, we'll do it that way. Don't be stuck. And that it's got to be this way. In your own thinking, don't be stuck. Don't assume. Don't assume it's got to be this way. But let the Spirit define the way it's done. We find, ah, Let the Spirit define it. Let the Spirit. Let the Spirit define that. He's the author of it. He's, God is the author of that. Let Him author it fully. Don't, don't you get a glimpse and then you author part of it. Let him author that fully. We thank you for it, Father. Power me to move. We don't wait for everything to be in place before we move. We, we don't wait for anything to be in place before we move. Power meets movement. The more we move, the more power flows. Financially, physically, in everything that he says, the more we move on what he says, 
the more the power flows to fulfill what he says. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.